Lately, everywhere I look I see some information about exercise. That's probably because I've had enough of hiding from it. I didn't feel like I had much control over my pancreatic cancer, but I did have control over whether I exercised or not. So, I didn't. Bad move on my part. It's taken me almost three years to understand that I wasn't doing myself any favors by avoiding exercise. So first, I tried tap dancing. I'd always wanted to learn how to do that. Gregory Hines was my hero at one time just because he was such a marvelous tap dancer. That didn't work out too well. I have osteoarthritis in my feet, knees, and hips. My rheumatologist strongly suggested I not tap dance. Oh, well. Then I thought I'd go back to walking. I used to love to take my dog on long, wandering walks. Unfortunately, sweet Ms. Bella succumbed to her own cancer. A few years later, my big, fluffy, white dog, Shiloh, came to live with us. One thing this 70 pounds dog does not do is walk on a leash. That didn't really matter as much as I'd thought it did because I got older and simply could no longer deal with the Arizona heat. I wonder if the chemotherapy had anything to do with that. My third attempt at exercise was with an online app. This one was sort of a chair yoga. I hadn't remembered about the bone on bone in my neck or the neuropathy in my hands and feet. Ouch. Not to worry, I'll find something, it's just a matter of trying. Meanwhile, let's take a look at why it's so important for us to exercise. It's important for everyone, but I mean chronic kidney disease patients and diabetes specifically. This is something I explored in my first CKD book, What Is It and How Did I Get It? Early Stage Chronic Kidney Disease. I knew exercise was important to control my weight. It would also improve my blood pressure and lower my cholesterol and triglycerides. The greater your triglycerides, the greater the risk of increasing your creatinine. There were other benefits, too, although you didn't have to have CKD to enjoy them, better sleep and improved muscle function and strength. But, as with everything else you do that might impinge upon your health, check with your doctor before you start exercising. Keeping it simple, basically, there's a compound released by voluntary muscle contraction. It tells the body to repair itself and grow stronger. The idea is to start exercising slowly and then intensify your activity. What I didn't know at the time is that your body becomes accustomed to a certain kind of exercise and then it isn't as effective anymore. I revisited the topic of exercise towards the end of last year and found new information, which makes sense since more than 10 years has passed since the publication of my first CKD book. As for lowering both parts of your blood pressure, that's good news too since high blood pressure is the second most common cause of CKD. By the way, systolic is the top number which measures your heart rate when blood is being pumped to all parts of your body. Diastolic is the bottom number which measure your heart rate when your heart is at rest. Lowering your BMI is also a boon. Excess weight may lead to diabetes which, in turn, could lead to CKD. According to the National Center Biotechnology Information, NCBI. A high body mass index is one of the strongest risk factors for new-onset CKD. In individuals affected by obesity, a compensatory hyperfiltration occurs to meet the heightened metabolic demands of the increased body weight. The increase in intraglomerular pressure can damage the kidneys and raise the risk of developing CKD in the long term. And then, there's the latest information about exercise from the National Kidney Foundation. How does exercise benefit me? With exercise, it becomes easier to get around, do your necessary tasks and still have some energy left over for other activities you enjoy. In addition to increased energy, other benefits from exercise may include Improved muscle physical functioning better blood pressure control, improved muscle strength, lowered level of blood fats, cholesterol and triglycerides.
Better sleep. Better control of body weight. Type of exercise. Choose continuous activities such as walking, swimming, bicycling, indoors or out, skiing, aerobic dancing or any other activities in which you need to move large muscle groups continuously. Low-level strengthening exercises may also be beneficial as part of your program. Design your program to use low weights and high repetitions, and avoid heavy lifting. How long to exercise? Photo by Andrea Piacquadio on Pexels.com Work toward 30 minutes a session. You should build up gradually to this level. There is nothing magical about 30 minutes. If you feel like walking 45 to 60 minutes, go ahead. Just be sure to follow the advice listed under when should I stop exercising? In this brochure. How often to exercise? Exercise at least 3 days a week. These should be non-consecutive days, for example, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 3 days a week is the minimum requirement to achieve the benefits of your exercise. How hard to work while exercising? This is the most difficult to talk about without knowing your own exercise capacity. Usually, the following ideas are helpful. Your breathing should not be so hard that you cannot talk with someone exercising with you. Try to get an exercise partner such as a family member or a friend. You should feel completely normal within one hour after exercising. If not, slow down next time. You should not feel so much muscle soreness that it keeps you from exercising the next session. The intensity should be a comfortable push level. Start out slowly each session to warm up, then pick up your pace, then slow down again when you are about to finish. The most important thing is to start slowly and progress gradually, allowing your body to adapt to the increased levels of activity. There's more on their website. No excuses now. Let's go exercise. Until next week. Keep living your life.